Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for, for meeting with us. I really feel like for some of you to be to be encouraged that it really is it really is God, like it really is him that you heard. It really was his still small voice. The thing that popped into your head or whatever that you know, I, I really think that you just Yeah, so Father, we thank you for your presence. I pray that it would continue to go with us as we go out and we face um, the situations and circumstances that may or may not be any different. We'll do so knowing that you are with us, and that will be the difference. If you have a Bible, I just want to read a little bit from Mark chapter 1. So if you've got a Bible, it's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, chapter 1, or a device with a Bible on it. Now you can have a look. It just says, one day Jesus came to Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart, and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. And you sort of imagine now, at that point then, um, you know, that's a pretty good mountaintop moment. I don't know if anyone's had, I haven't had that experience when I was baptized, um, but um, that's, that's pretty an exceptional environment. I think I'd, I would have loved to have been there and seen it. And for many of us, if we were sort of to go into our own mode of thinking, it would be like at that point then, Jesus is on a high you would hire a publicist, you'd build a social media campaign, you'd probably book out some venues, and you would start what would be a very successful um, influencing ministry and carry and move on from that point. Um, you know, get some get some lawyers involved, get some brand security there, making sure that you know no one else no one else takes over the name Jesus. Um, but no, if you look in verse twelve, what happens next? is the Spirit compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, the desert, if you remember when we spoke about um, the lonely place. One translation actually puts it, I think it was the message, that the Spirit pushed Jesus to the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days, and he was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Like, I, th I think sometimes we need to wrap our head around. So what Scripture is saying is that the Holy Spirit of God compelled or pushed the Son of God into the wilderness, into the lonely place, into the desert, into, into temptation, into pain. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee. This is after the 40 days. Um, and, other, and other parts of the gospel give a lot more detail, which is worthwhile looking at, um, into Jesus' 40 days 
um, in, in the wilderness. But later on, so he goes back after John was arrested, Jesus goes into Galilee where he preaches the good news of God's kingdom. The time of promise, the time promised by God has come at last. The kingdom of God is near. Repent from your sins and believe the good news. So this year, I think more than we've ever done in in our tradition, we are going to lean into the practice of Lent. Lent is inescapably about repentance. It is about turning. We we don't use that word very often, and and certainly around um, turning away or or sin isn't a word we nor- usually normally use that much. Many in many ways, for me personally, is because I've seen it used so inappropriately. And yet, Jesus calls us to turn to repent. And we have the ability to lean into the church calendar, the season of Lent, which is just a wonderful season of being able to turn our attention to Jesus. Because like I said in our invitation series, to, to say yes to any one of Jesus' invitations is to say no to a myriad of invitations from the world that we live in. For every yes we give to God, there are no's we give to the world. And not all of those things are terrible and bad. They're just not the yes that God's calling us to. Lent is about changing our direction. It is about changing our actions, our thoughts, our mindsets. Lent is about a Holy Spirit-inspired and empowered turning toward Jesus. It is about the Holy Spirit leading us, pushing us to a place where we say yes to Jesus' teachings. We say yes to his commandments. We say yes to doing the things that he did. Lent is not a self-help exercise. It isn't about giving something up out of our own power. It isn't about, about restricting something for ourselves to help ourselves out of bad habits or to be better or to try harder. We've just got a few minutes left. I'd love to know, this is open to everyone, what's your, what's your experience with Lent? What does Lent mean to you? Has anyone done it? Has, anyone, has, has Lent been a part of your spiritual journey? Brilliant. Cool. So we've got a lot of, we're in, we're, I'm speaking to the right crowd. What, what do you know of Lent? Wonderful. No lollies. Half the room is out. What is this? I hate lollies, so I don't mind. I like that. I'll do that.
Wonderful. Anyone else? So, so Lent, as I said, is a, is a 40 days. It's going to start on Wednesday. So traditionally, it starts on Wednesday. So we're going to open the factory Wednesday night um, and have an Ash Wednesday um, gathering. What that is, is basically a time. It's going to be a very much like a... Um, uh, there will be a little bit of a liturgy up on the screen that you can read through, pray through in your own time, but it is just the start of the turning away. It's examining our hearts and, 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 and inviting Jesus to do the same. And it is a process of turning from ourselves, our own will, our own way, and turning toward him. And then we're going to use Lent as our framework for the next 40 days from now until Easter as the framework for our messages on, on what we talk about. There's lots of components to it, um, obviously lots that we don't know of. There's a couple of really good references I'd love you to read along with me. There's one from a guy named Esau McCauley. He works very closely with N.T. Wright. He's done a brilliant book. On, on Lent that, that is going to serve as my framework as we, as we lead through. But this morning, I felt, was just a perfect pre-start to the start of Lent um, because it is about reminding ourselves of, of who God is and what he has for us. Why don't we stand? The guys are going to lead us in one more song. There'll be more information will come out about the, um, the gathering for... for um, Wednesday night, that'll be over at the factory. We'll get you some more details on the email. Love you to come along. It's kind of going to be one of those things that you can drop in, come in, be part of it, and then and then go again as as time allows. Why don't you? Um, so I'm going to pray, and then these guys will lead us in, in one more song. Father, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for the, um, kind of just got a sense of, it's kind of, we're just, we're just pulling on a very long string. That this is just, it's, this morning isn't something that has happened in isolation. That in many ways, this morning is just a continuation of a, of a 2,000-year-old long string that, that has happened of, of people gathering together in your name in times, of, in times of plenty, in times of joy, in times of scarcity, in times of persecution, in times of sorrow where, you feel, where God feels far off, but in times of, of unbelievable joy where, where it almost seems palpable, God's presence. And in all of it, Jesus, you were with us. And as we have lended ourselves or grabbed hold of the string for this moment and this time, God, would you remind us that we are part of so much, so much more than ourselves, so much more than our current situations. And as we lean into this, this incredibly helpful tradition of Lent, God, would you meet us as we turn from our sin, as we turn from living life in our own way, of trying things in our own steam, 
of relying on our own money and our own resources. Of believing that we are in control of our destiny. God, would you meet us in this season of repentance? Would we see you over and over and over again to be the God that Jesus talked about, who is a father, who even in the midst of the absolute wickedness of a son, runs to meet him. Longs to restore him. God, would we, would we know you to be that God this Lent season?